reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom, grace and peace to you, beloved one. Isn't it an awesome thing to consider that every time Paul opened up one of his letters to us, every time at the beginning of his epistle, we called them, he greeted us the same way, grace and peace to you yes. from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chesed veshalom. And honey, it's really, uh, it's really not so easy sometimes to get a hold of the fact that the Father looks upon us with eyes of love, because mm, the yeah. enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Right, right. And so um, we want to continue to understand how much the Father adores us, that He yeah. just enjoys being with us, yes. that He delights sharing life with us. Amen, amen. I love it too, and all the, the epistles, how they, they start with that grace and peace to you. And I believe that we, as brothers and sisters of the Lord, need to practice that grace and peace, grace and peace, because there's so much spirit of accusation, condemnation, you know, the enemy comes in our minds and our hearts and, and we can sow evil, but God knows we need to hear the good word of grace and peace that will strengthen us for each day. Amen. Father, we pray that you would continue to strengthen us by that same power that raised Yeshua from the dead. Father, we thank you for mercy today. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us. And we pray that you continue to draw us into your heart through the Ruach HaKadosh, the yes. Holy Spirit. Amen. Many of us grew up wishing we had a stronger father. Some of us grew up wishing we had a stronger relationship with our father. The good news is that whatever was lacking in our relationship with our earthly father doesn't have to leave us permanently crippled or empty. God has called us to himself in such a relationship that he adopts us as his sons and daughters and becomes our father. This is the primary purpose, beloved one, for which you've been saved. You've been saved to come into a son or daughter relationship with Father God. This is now the third part in my series that I'm calling How to Receive the Father's Love. If you haven't seen the first two episodes in this series, I really want to highly encourage you to do so because this message that I'm declaring is one of the most fundamental truths that we need to have operating in our lives to walk with God in an experiential way, knowing Him as our Father, knowing His love, knowing, beloved ones, that because we are loved, we have life in ourselves. You see, if you think about the relationship, even from an earthly dimension, it's the sperm of the Father that is the catalyst that causes life to come forth. And so it is in our walk today. The only way we can walk with true life I'm talking about life that will sustain us. I'm talking about life that's real life, that will give life not only to our mortal bodies, to our flesh, but to our soul. The only way we can walk through life growing healthier, as opposed to falling into decay and destruction, is if we're living by the life of not our earthly father, but Father God. Hear what the Word of God teaches us 
in John chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, in the sense of realizing it's the Father Himself that gives us life so that we can live forever and live in health and in victory in this world. And the reason that I'm stressing this now is that when you and I are depending on Father God to give us life on a daily basis, we're truly clinging to Hashem. We're clinging to God as our Father to sustain us life, to continue to give us new life, to continue to cause newness of life to well up from within us every day. When we're dependent on this, we're going to receive that life that's going to cause us actually to become younger rather than grow older. Now, I know that our flesh will inevitably grow old and we'll get wrinkles and lose our hair and all those types of things. But I'm not talking about our flesh. I'm talking about being renewed, as the Bible says, daily in our inner man so that the last years of our life, even if you live to 85 or 95 years old, you could be in your heart younger than you ever were before because you're being continually revived and rejuvenated in an ever-increasing way by the life of Father God. I actually knew somebody like that. This woman was 85 years old, and every time I saw her, she was like more of a little girl, so in love with God. Listen to what the Bible says in John chapter 5, verse 25 through 27. Yeshua speaking. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, a time is coming, and even now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in Himself, so He gave to the Son also to have life in Himself. So Yeshua is saying here that He was living by the life of the Father. And He was saying that now, when we look to Him, He said, the time is coming, and He said, and now has arrived when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. He's talking about right now. You and I were dead in our transgressions and sins, but the Father through the Holy Spirit is working in our life through King Jesus, through the Son. And when we hear, when the Father opens our ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we hear, not in the literal sense, but intuitively, we respond to the Holy Spirit what happens is we live, that we're made alive. The Bible says that we were dead in our transgressions in sin, but God made us alive. And so if you're really alive, you're living by the life of the Father. And the more that we cling to the Father, the more that we look to the Father for life, the more that we depend on Him for life, the more alive, the more young, the more rejuvenation, we're going to experience in our life, we're going to go from breakthrough to breakthrough. We're going to go from strength to strength. We say in Hebrew, may you go from strength to strength. I'm looking for breakthrough as I get older in life. I want the youngest days of my life to be the time of my life where I'm most advanced physically. You see, Jesus' first miracle was he turned the water to wine when the good wine, the, uh, the, the wine that was first served, ran out. And so there was the, the, the natural wine that was served at the banquet, at the wedding, at the, at, the, at the feast there. And then that natural wine ran out. And so Yeshua 
spoke over water and he turned the water to wine and the people were amazed. And someone said, what is this? Usually when someone hosts a party, they save the good wine first and they then, when people are drunk, then they serve the, the poor wine. But they said in this banquet, the good wine will serve last. And I believe that there's a intuitive miracle to perceive there. And that is this, that in Jesus, the best years of our life can be the last years of our life when we're living by the life of the Father. Isn't that good news? Doesn't that give you hope? That life doesn't have to get more and more, you know, uh, go on a downward trajectory as we age. We can get younger and younger as we advance in age because we're living by the life of the Father. Fathers also, beloved, protect. I talked about this on the last episode, but I want to go to a scripture now. I'm going to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Hear the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Now notice it's the Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has caused us to be born again. Now, when we speak about being born again, we're not talking about some type of religious persuasion. We're not talking about some crazy fringe fundamentalist movement. And I'm not saying that fundamentalists are crazy. I'm just saying the way that the world categorizes Christians, they think uh, people that talk about born again, you know, they're the born again types. They're those real fringe Christians. Now, we're not talking about some type of religious denomination. When the Bible speaks about being born again, it's literal. It's a scientific phenomenon through which we receive new life. That's why those believers in Acts chapter 2 began to speak with languages they had never learned. Why? Because the spirit of divine life was within them and gave them the supernatural ability to speak a foreign language. So when we are born again, we have literally received the Zoe life of God. Zoe is the word in the original Greek that speaks about God's life. So there comes a time when we receive Jesus that we literally at that time receive the Holy Spirit. And so the Father is the one that caused us to be born again. He put his spirit within us. It's a literal thing. You're alive. It's not a religious doctrine or persuasion. It's a scientific spiritual reality. He caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When you understand that you've been born again by God the Father and that Jesus has truly, literally been raised from the dead, hope will come in your heart because you will then know that you could conquer anything, that anything you will ever face, you will overcome and conquer. Why? because you are in Jesus that was raised from the dead. Jesus overcame every earthly reality, every earthly obstacle. That stone was rolled away and he rose from the dead. And when you're born again and now have your life in him, no matter what you face in life, you will overwhelmingly conquer because you're in him. That's why Peter says here, you were born again to a living hope. I know when I was born again, when Jesus revealed himself to me in 1978, suddenly hope sprang into my heart. I was broken before that. I was oppressed. I was confused. I was in fear. 
But when God the Father revealed himself to me through the person of Jesus, in an instant, hope came into my heart. I went from looking down in defeat to looking up in victory because I know that Jesus rose from the dead and is now seated at the Father's right hand. And because the Father chose me in him, I am ascending up out of the darkness into the light. And so Peter said, you've been born again to a living hope. And Peter says this hope is to obtain an inheritance. Shalom uvracha, peace and blessings to you, beloved one. Welcome to today's Hebrew moment. You know, the Apostle Shaul, or the Apostle Paul, begins every one of his letters the same way. He says, grace and peace to you. And in Hebrew we say, chesed v'shalom lechem. Listen again, chesed v'shalom lechem. Grace and peace to you. The Apostle Paul again communicates by saying, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chesed v'shalom lechem, grace and peace to you. Chesed or grace is God's undeserving kindness towards us. In other words, we don't deserve his kindness. We don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his blessing, but God gives us his chesed. He gives us his loving kindness. He gives us his mercy even though we have no demand on him, and he gives us his fullness, his peace. And so Paul says, chesed v'shalom lechem, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from Yeshua the Messiah. And so beloved, let's say it together, chesed v'shalom lechem, grace and peace to you. We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling. Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. When we think about obtaining an inheritance, we're talking about something in the future. If you speak about having an inheritance, it means it's something that you're going to be taking possession of in the future. I want you to think about that. Peter said you've been born again to a living hope to obtain an inheritance. Why am I stressing this? Because too many today are living for the now. They're thinking that somehow it's this world that's going to cause all their problems to disappear. They, saw, they think somehow if they can acquire something in this world that they're going to become instantly content and happy. But the heroes of the faith they were not living for this world. They were living to obtain an inheritance that was reserved in heaven for them. Listen to what Peter said here. You've been born again to a living hope through Jesus Christ from the dead, listen, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, 
undefiled and will not fade away. And hear this next part, reserved in heaven for you. This inheritance, it's something in the future. It's reserved in heaven for you. You've got something to look forward to. It's heaven. Jesus said, rejoice that your names are recorded in the book of life, in the book of heaven, in the kingdom of heaven. And so I want you to hear that too many today are being taught that this world is what it's all about. They're going to church services and they're hearing all about how they can get a promotion, how they can have more money, how they can live without any problems, how they can get the perfect marriage partner, how they can get a new whatever. And it's just a misplaced message. Sure, I'm thankful for all those blessings in my life and we should all bring all our desires to the Lord. But if the primary focus of our heart is that it's gonna be what we're gonna receive in this world, then we're deceived. Because when you think about the heroes of the faith, think, for example, of Paul, his life. Was he getting everything that uh, this world had to offer, which in turn was making him happy? No. Paul was living with imprisonment. He was being beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was whipped. He was imprisoned. He died in prison. He wasn't getting all the things of the world for his happiness. His happiness came from his relationship with God the Father through Jesus. He said that through Jesus and his relationship with the Father, he had learned how to be content with every situation. The point that I'm making, beloved, is that biblical faith understands that what we're living for is the inheritance that's reserved in heaven for us. Think about Jesus. Jesus said the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man, he said, has nowhere to lay his head. Was Jesus living, you know, everything in this world? Was what he was teaching was the answer to success? Was the answer to fulfillment? No. Jesus was living for one thing, for his relationship with the Father. He was living an obedient life in, 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 in love with the Father. That was what made him complete. And so I want you to understand that you and I have been given life by the Father, and we've also been given inheritance by the Father. And even though He blesses us with things in this world, our primary focus should not be what we're going to receive in this world, but our primary focus should be what we're going to receive when we see Him face to face when the kingdom of heaven is fully brought to bear. You see, the patriarchs of old, they didn't live for this, this world. The Bible says that uh, they didn't even, Moses, for example, he never even entered the promised land. The patriarchs of old were not settled for this world. They were aliens and strangers in the earth. It says they were looking for the city whose architect and builder is God. So I want to encourage you to look heavenward and know that your best days are yet to come. If we don't have our eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven, if we don't have our eyes fixed on the revelation of Jesus at his second coming, knowing that that's where we're going to receive our reward, we need to get back into alignment with biblical faith because we should be looking beyond this world to the world to come. That's why Jesus said, don't rejoice that you're able to drive out demons. Rejoice that your names are recorded in the, in the book of life. And fathers also, beloved, they discipline and they teach. And, and I talked about that. I talked about that last week. Before I end up uh, closing today, I want you to know that while Yeshua was on the earth, he was always fully cognizant 
of his relationship with the Father. He was always walking in divine fellowship with the Father. The only time that Jesus wasn't conscious of the Father's love and affection, the only time he wasn't conscious of his unity with the Father when he was on the cross taking our sins. And because he took our sins in his own body on the tree, he felt that sense of separation. That's why he cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the only time Yeshua was not conscious of the Father's love, of the Father's presence. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. So the, the point is, is that you and I should be focusing every day on coming into an experiential revelation of the fact that we are walking in fellowship and in union with the Father. That should be our goal every day. Father, help me to enter into a deeper communion with you. Help me to become more conscious of your presence in my life. Father, help me to enter into a deeper experience of your love for me. Now, I realize that we can't walk by feelings. Feelings come and go, and we can't control our feelings, even as we can't control whether it's going to be sunny or cloudy today, unless you're living in Arizona where it's sunny every day, right? But you understand the point. We can't control our feelings. They pass. We have no control over them. And there's times that we don't feel that connection. But taking a step back and looking at it from a distance, when we set our eyes and our focus and our goal on coming into a deeper walk with the Father and experiencing Him in a fuller way over time, even though we can't gauge it by our feelings on any given day, but over time, we're going to come into a greater and greater experience of His love, a greater and greater peace because we know that He's with us, and a greater and greater joy that will be in our life because of a relationship with Him. Again, you can't always measure it on a daily basis because feelings come and go. But when you take a long-term approach and just keep being faithful every day, you're going to find that over the years, you're going deeper and deeper in the love of God and coming into a greater and greater experiential walk with the Father. So, beloved, I just want to encourage us all today. Let's get back into alignment. Some of us have been in environments where all the focus has been on Jesus, and we should focus on Jesus. But the problem is when all the focus is on Jesus and the focus is not on the Father, because Jesus never claimed to be the destination. He claimed to be the way to the destination. Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but through me. You see, the Father is the one that loved you and I so much that He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. And because He loves us so much, He sent Jesus to this earth to die for our sins. And then He is actively now working in our lives to draw us to Himself through Jesus. And He's at work in our life through the Holy Spirit to conform us to the image of His Son. Beloved, He'll always be with you, and He'll never leave you or forsake you. Thank you for receiving today's word. I'm going to the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter and the sixth verse. It says, the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. The one who is taught the word should share all good things with the one who teaches him. 
Beloved, I just want to ask you for your help today. It costs us so much money to do what we're doing. We have to pay for every broadcast. We're reaching people all over the world. I just got done earlier today looking at my emails and they forwarded to me all these testimonies that are coming in from all over the world of people who are coming to the Lord for the first time. People are being set free from addictions all because they're getting the revelation that you got today, beloved one, of the love of God. So when you sow seed into this ministry, you're sowing seed into good ground. And beloved, you'll be a partner with God in the truth. I want to ask you for your financial support and to become a monthly partner with the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, God bless you today. And thank you so much for your help. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. 
We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes the series, How to Receive the Father's Love. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.